Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi everybody out there in property sourcing profits land. If you are sourcing profit for property, this is the podcast for you, my property sourcing profits podcast. And here's an interesting thing. I've had a few conversations this week because I know these uh, podcast episodes, they're supposed to be evergreen. They're supposed to be something you can pick up at any point in the future and still be relevant to your business. Uh, But we are all going through a huge time of change. And I've had friends on the phone, WhatsApp messages, emails, all sorts of conversations, virtual, um, obviously, uh, not face-to-face in the current situation, talking about valuing property. What is property worth today? That's a big question. I'm asking this question uh, on the last day of March in uh, 2020. Uh, So... Here's what I see, confusion, a lot of confusion out there in the property market. And um, the deal packaging model that I've used for my business, I'm querying. I've used it for many, many years. Uh, But maybe it's time to streamline and move it forward in a different direction. You You know, you never get a chance to sit and talk about these things and think about these things uh, until something acute happens and there's something acute in society is happening today and uh, I want to say at the outset that of course I respect and honour those who are going through this terrible terrible virus at the moment Um, I love respect and honour those who are serving and helping them on the front line I haven't got the skills to do that otherwise I would do that so The best thing I can do for society to serve society is to keep myself safe, keep myself away from people so that I don't contract it, so that I'm not an ambulance case, so that I don't put pressure on the front line of the NHS. That's the deal, right? That's what we're all supposed to do. Um, So that's what I'm trying to do. And um, that has given me time, of course, because, uh, you know, face-to-face business has come to a stop, to think about the deal packaging model going forward. So there's half a dozen things come out of my deliberations. I want to talk it through with you guys. See what you think about it. See how you feel. And for this particular episode, this is the question that I'm asking. Can you value a property accurately without actually visiting it? Now, for many years, I've been an advocate of you have to go and have a look. You have to see the sights, you have to smell the smells, you have to peek behind the sofa, see where they're hiding the damp spot, you know? You have to look at the chimneys, you have to, you just have to look at what's going on in the house, right? Um, Single skin kitchen extensions in Victorian properties, you see quite a lot of them. There's going to be black pin mould everywhere, right? Um, There's going to be plaster blown all around the house, you know, you pick off the... uh, 1970s anaglypta at the top of the stairs you know you know some of the plaster is going to come off with it and and those things have to be dealt with but for the purposes of valuing it to present it to an investor do you actually need to do that all of that stuff or is it possible to do it virtually can you do a viewing virtually can you do a valuation virtually there's a couple of things triggered it uh my thinking about this but let me i've got a bit of form here i need to declare a bit of form 
So uh, in 2006, I joined a property acquisition company. It's an odd way of putting it, but that's what it was. We bought properties. That's what we did. And um, basically, it was back in the day when you could do sale and rent back, when it was legal to do sale and rent back. Sale and rent back, for those of you who are not aware, are where you buy a property from a vendor and the vendor remains in the property as tenant right now you can't do that today i'm not going into the whys and wherefores i'm going to be happy just saying you can't do it today you can't uh but back in the day we could do it and so i spent a lot of my time talking to vendors on the phone and it wasn't geographically tied so they could be anywhere in the uk talking to them about their property because they wanted to sell their house uh for whatever reason in their personal life and they wanted to stay on as tenants now that's the big difference between what i was doing in 2006 and what i'm doing today because today any vendor that sells you the house they're probably the only person in the world who cannot stay on as tenant right lawfully so you can't do that today um so back in 2006 this is what i did uh we got the tenant to do pictures of the property and to email the pictures of the property to us. Now, <laughs> straight away, I know what you're thinking, guys. If I was a vendor wanted to sell sell my house and uh, started sending pictures to Dave of the house, right, um, I'm going to leave out the bits I don't want him to see. Yeah, and of course that happened, right? Human nature, right? Uh, but we allowed for that. So we knew the vendor was not going to show us all the... Um, the little hidey holy places, all the little issues in the house that he didn't want us to see. We got that, okay? But we got pictures. The other challenge was just incompetence in taking pictures. I mean, we just got terrible pictures, you know, close-ups of what? <laughs> you know, bits of wall that were, you know, you couldn't place them in the house from where we were sitting. We didn't know, right? So we had to try and talk the vendors through the prospective vendors through how to take pictures of rooms how to send them to us right and then uh we had a couple of other safeguards in place because i was working for a national house buying organization so locally we would have runners people who were in the organization but maybe they weren't engaged in this particular property at the time right i could ring them up in the same way they could ring me up and i could go and view houses for them they would go and view houses for me so i had people who were pretty educated and pretty much knew their stuff and they could go and check out the pictures that i've been sent of the house and that gave a great comfort to me the other thing that we did was that without fail we bought the properties on a mortgage so even if we had the cash we wouldn't buy the cash why did you do that david because it meant that a bank valuation would have to be done of the property okay and um there were one or two lenders who were very involved in this sector at the time and they would send their bank valuers and do bank valuations at the time we bought the properties that's what we did um we also negotiated very very healthy discounts to the market very healthy discounts and um, if you put all of these things together, i.e. the pictures, 
right? The virtual walk around. Might have got a video. Generally, videos weren't great. Uh, the runners, the local runners that I was working with in the organisation, plus the input, the input from the mortgage valuer, it gave you a certain confidence, you know, that you weren't going too far wrong here and that it could be done, especially when you married that to a healthy discount you were going to get on the property price. So there was virtually no risk in that process. Now, 2007 came and went, 2008, everything changed. Everything changed. The business model that I was introduced to, and I was quite late to it in 2006, totally changed. You know, you, you just couldn't do that stuff anymore. Uh, basically, you could not buy from vendors who wanted to stay in the property. You couldn't. And ever since that point, uh, I've been saying loud and proud to anyone that listen, no, you can't do virtual viewings. Uh, you have to actually go and see the house, you know, and, and see exactly what's going on. Otherwise, you are not serving your investors. And uh, having had a bit of time at home and, and having, you know, watched at what's going on out there, is that strictly true? So what triggered this really was an email I got from a local estate agent in Brighton. I live in Brighton on the south coast of England, those of you not in England. Uh, and um, they're very old established, they're very well respected, they know their stuff. And the email was asking me if I wanted a virtual valuation of the house. So I responded to the email, not because I wanted a valuation of my house, because I was curious in the process. What process are they going to... Using 2020, how had it evolved? How had the tech evolved from 2006? So I spoke to a very earnest young man at the estate agent, and he told me initially what he needed from me was a walk-round video on my phone. So things have moved on, team. 2006, it was all we could do to get vendors interested enough to take pictures, and it wasn't always clear what they were taking pictures of. Now the expectation of a local estate agent was that we could do a walk-around video. So, of course, I know how to do a walk-around video. I've done quite a lot of them in my time. Right, but he doesn't know that I know. So, you know, I tried to de-skill it a bit on the process, but he kind of told me what to do. What do you mean, Dave? Well, this is what he told me to do. He said, please, would you start outside the front of the house? Please, would you uh, include any gardens? Just a quick whiz round the garden at the front before you enter the house. Then go into the house and in every room, uh, do the video from two angles, pause at two, at two places in the room, high, sort of uh, above head height in one of the corners, looking in one direction across the room and above head height, looking in the opposite direction uh, across the room. Pause. Well, to be honest, team, this guy knows what he's doing as well, because that's how I would have done it. So I kind of followed his instructions to the letter. Became, <laughs> it became quite a, a long video, because I've got a lot of rooms, is what I was going to say. Um, that sounds very complacent on, the, on here, and I didn't mean it to sound like that, but it's, it's true. It was quite a long video. And um, then we had to have a, just a very quick walk around the back garden, like a teddy bear, as they say, uh, just showing the expanse of the garden. Right. And I sent it to him. I WhatsApped it to him. This was not available, I don't believe. We had WhatsApp in 2006. So I WhatsApped the video. Within an hour, I'd had a phone call from him. He looked at the video. 
This is what he told me. He has detailed local knowledge of the town, of the area where my house is, of the street where I live. He'd pinpointed the house on Google Maps. He'd been up and down the street on Google Maps. He'd looked at other houses in the street on Google Maps. He'd gone up and down the street on land registry getting sold prices. So he knew what houses had been selling for, and he knows the market uh, for the for sale market, the, the offer price, as it were, for the house uh, before you start getting uh, potential purchasers making offers, right? So he reckoned he could value my house based on his local knowledge, his local research, and my walk-around video, which was not terribly polished, I have to say. Um, interesting. And he gave me a number. Now... I've no idea whether today, the last day of March 2020, that number is ac is accurate because um, we see all things in uh, in the news. I mean, at the moment, my understanding of what the uh, RICS, the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors, said during the week was my understanding is that uh, they're saying that they cannot at the moment stand by any valuation they make for a property because they don't know where the market is. They don't know what's going on. They don't know how property's been affected. So if a RICS chartered surveyor cannot guarantee a valuation on the property, then how can we do it? How can the young man in the estate agent do it? You know, and it really got me thinking. Now, I don't know his how accurate his valuation is. He gave me the number. Um, it sounds to me a little bit very similar to a valuation I would have got in at Christmas 2019 before all this started, right? In other words, he's making very, very little adjustment for uh, what's going on out there with the, uh, the virus in the world. Um, he's not taking that into account. Now, maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. My gut feeling, guys, is that he might be wrong. My gut feeling is that we should factor in a little pause in the market you know our price is going to fall i've seen i see all sorts of theories online uh i've seen that there's going to be like a v-shaped pause in the market you know so v-shape what does that mean david it means as i understand it prices are going to drop a bit and then they're going to very quickly recover right so we're going to be right back where we are by the end of 2020 right uh, so it's a great time to buy. If you've got the cash and we're going to have a V-shaped uh, dip in the market, now is the time. You know, as, we, as we're as we plummeting towards the bottom of the V with the prospect of the upturn in the V coming very quickly, now is the time to get in there, especially if you've got cash. So maybe that's true, right? Uh, I saw a theory earlier today that our policymakers have decided to pause the property market. So basically, stop all lending, stop everything that's going on out there, stop all moves, stop all uh, tenants being able to move, you, you can't get any valuations done, you can't get any tradesmen out, you can't do any of those sort of things. So they've actually paused the market with the hope and expectation that on the day they unpause it, everything's going to move forward from where we were before they paused it. So in other words prices will not be affected at all 
by the pause in the market. I don't know. I pass that on because it's something I hear. And then, of course, we've got the doom and gloomsters saying that there will be a fall in property prices. I've seen 10%. I've seen 20%. I've seen 30%. I don't believe 30%. Uh, when have we ever seen property prices for 30%? Whoa, David, hang on a minute. I can hear regional voices out there saying in 2008, property dropped 30%. Okay, it did. Um, honestly, I don't believe we're going to see that this time around, right? Because this is not a banking crisis, because the government are going to print loads of money, right? Because they're taking on government debt in order to relieve private and personal debt now i know not everyone benefits from the measures the government have introduced but the big picture is that i don't think we're going to have a massive slump here in the property market i really don't so back to the main thing can you do a virtual viewing of a property and come up with an accurate valuation of what that property would sell for t today do you know what, team? I'm starting to think that you can. I'd certainly want to try it. I'd certainly want in place uh, a couple of safeguards. First of all, I would never sell a house to an investor that at some point the investor hasn't been to see. I think that's really important, right? Because, yes, they're buying the arithmetic. They're buying the numbers. They're buying the return on their capital. I get that. But, you know, th these, are, these are still large purchases, right? I can't think off the top of my head anything else that we buy that is more expensive than property unless you're some sort of you know plutocrat or something spending millions of pounds on yachts or watches or whatever right but house purchases as a residential or as an investor are probably the biggest thing you're ever going to buy so i think an investor still has to go and see the house i believe that but I think subject to that and subject to the investor being happy with the valuation that we come up with and subject to the vendor accepting a defensive valuation from us, I don't see, as long as the investor's cash, why the market shouldn't continue. Why, as a deal packager, we can't continue. I don't see why that can't follow on. Because you've only got to watch the news to see what's going on out there. If property prices fall, everybody's going to know. The 24-hour news, right? Several stations, 24, they have to keep news going for 24 hours. At the moment, they've only got one story. It's a bit depressing, right? But we are going to find out what happens to the property market as we move forward. So... Here's where I am on this. I'm going to try it. I am going to try in my property business to do virtual viewings and virtual valuations. And I might try it with a couple of investors to start with who I know are going to use mortgages. So I've got the backstop of the bank valuer who's going to follow me in and check my arithmetic, if you see what I mean, virtually speaking. Um... But if I'm proved right, if I'm proved right, this completely changes what we do as deal packages, how we function. 
because if we don't have to do the viewings and we don't we're not challenged in our valuations why do we have to leave the office at all why can't we do everything online now all the marketing can be done online everything can be done online the only pinch point for me is viewing the property so i don't know i don't know if this is the answer or not i've tried to ask the question okay let's see where this rolls um i'll let you know how it goes i'm talking to investors now who are ready team they are ready they've been waiting for a pause in the market uh nobody foresaw the tragic circumstances that would cause a pause but human beings being as they are as soon as thing we are released as soon as things start getting back to normal inevitably people are going to be buying property again that's what people do right amongst all the other things that they do in life so it's going to be very interesting uh, i'm going to talk, do a little series of this how business has changed because of the virus because of our being restricted in our movements and being stuck at home does it mean that business has to stop what elements of business has to change to accommodate that and this one today has been about the virtual viewing i hope that's been helpful um i'd love to know message me message me on facebook messenger that's the best way to get me what you think i'm on linkedin as well message me there what you think of doing virtual viewings and virtual valuations is it pie in the sky is it something we're all going to get used to thank you so much for listening um i know we're going to sell all of them it's going to be great thank you for listening i am david siegler see you on the next episode